in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Reddick with Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. Church, and this is week four, and we are discussing the spirits of the Bible. For the past three weeks, we have been on the angelic spirits, the fallen ones. And with the fallen angelic spirits of the Bible, we will be, we have learned about Satan, the leader, also known as the dragon, that old serpent. We also learned about divination, the spirit of divination also known as the Python spirit. We also learned about the Viper, the Viper spirit. So today, in our fourth message on the spirits of the Bible, we're going to learn about the unclean spirits. The unclean spirits. They also are of the family of the dragon, the constellation of the dragon, the family of the dragon. So here we have. Another group of fallen angels. And these are the unclean spirits. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your day, this day. We thank you that we can come and gather together in your name. That you would teach us our, your precepts. And this, these teachings we are learning about the spirits of the Bible. This is your word to us left in the earth. That it would govern and guide. Be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It helps us in the in your kingdom in the earth. It helps us to live in this world, but be of your kingdom, the heavenly kingdom. So, Father, I pray that this word today would empower your people to understand the nature of Satan and his fallen angels, that they can fight a good warfare, that they would be aware of their nature and how Satan plays by his different spirit into the fallen nature of man. So Father that we won't walk that path, that we will walk a straight and narrow path and not the broad road that leads to destruction. Open up our eyes and ears of understanding 
that we can see clearly both Satan and you but and, and his fallen angels and your angelic messengers be glorified through this message as I lift Christ and your word which is your word up Holy Ghost as I yield to you as I pray that you would have your way in me let them hear Christ let them hear the father of all the ancient of days in Jesus Christ's name the potentate king the true and faithful one amen and amen amen so here we're talking about the unclean spirits we're going to turn to Acts the fifth chapter the 16th verse Acts the fifth chapter the 16th verse There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folk and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folk not from Jerusalem the cities surrounding Jerusalem I want you to think about Jerusalem and why Jesus had to cry over Jerusalem there were not many that believed in Jerusalem they would not receive their Messiah but here the surrounding cities they bring multitudes of people sick and those that were vexed with unclean spirits to be vexed by an unclean spirit or with an unclean spirit it means you harassed by the spirit in this particular verse they're saying they're bringing these six folk and them that were harassed by these unclean spirits. They were vexed by them. You can be vexed by a situation. You know that? So we're going to talk about these unclean spirits today. The term unclean and spirit. Spirit, these unclean spirits are fallen demons, fallen angels. They fell from the earth. From they ain't fall from the earth. 
they fell from heaven. They fell from heaven. They are called demons, fallen angels, unclean spirits. They are called demons and devils. And trust me, they can vex you through humans. They are in a fallen state. They lose their original purity. How God created them in heaven is not how they look. How God created them in heaven is not their moral character in the earth. They were thrown out of heaven. Remember the first teaching on Satan? Satan and his angels. Michael and his angels. They made war in heaven. But Michael cast Satan out of heaven and his angels. And he took a third part of the stars. A third part of the angels with him. In this fallen state, these spirits, they fill men and women with uncleanness. And every abominable thing which the Lord hates. Every abominable thing which God hates. These unclean spirits. They do feel man this way. Are you vexed with the spirit? Are you vexed with the spirit? Are you vexed by a spirit? Are you harassed by it? They were vexed. In this verse, they were harassed with unclean spirits. And, and Jesus healed them. Now, this is unclean. I told you about the spirits being fallen angels or demons. Now these, these, those, those fallen angels are devils called demons also and unclean. Now there's another type of spirit in the earth and they use a ladder to go up and down from heaven to earth. Now these angels, before I go into talking about these angels, let me give you another description of these fallen angels, the fallen demons and devils. Matthew 18. I mean, Matthew chapter 8. Verse 16. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with, with his word and healed all that were sick. And he healed all that was sick. 
And this, verse 17, it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took on our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. It's a fulfillment of prophecy. Every time Christ healed was a fulfillment of prophecy. But he said, they brought unto him as many as were possessed. Now, the other one said vexed. They were harassed by them. This one is saying possessed with devils. They were possessed. That means it took on, it entered their body and took over. That's what possession means. They were possessed with these devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word. So here we have the fallen angels, the unclean spirits, being cast out by Jesus by the word. And he healed them. Just like in Acts 5.16, he healed them. He called them unclean spirits there. Here, they said devils. So understand the different terminology and language and names of these spirits. Let's go to Luke. Luke, the fourth chapter. Luke, the fourth chapter. The 33rd verse. And in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Are you come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Now, many people say a demon can't speak through anybody. This is one of the reasons why I entered up into an observation unit of a mental institution. It's how people believe. And that's one of the reasons. And in the synagogue, this spirit of an un this man who had the spirit of an unclean devil, we already see how they can vex you, they can harass you from the outside, cause you to have an illness. Now we see how they can possess you. They can possess you and cause you or and speak through you. They possess you and speak through you. So here we have in verse 34. This spirit is saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee? You Jesus of Nazareth. Okay, he knew his name. He says, are you coming to destroy me? 
Now, the man is standing before him, but the demon is speaking through his mouth. The man is not asking him, hey, are you coming to destroy me? It's the demon. He says, I know who you really are. You are the Holy One of God. In verse 35, and Jesus rebuked him saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. I want you to understand that these unclean spirits are real. Not only do they know Jesus, they know his followers. And they know his name. Their names. So I want you to understand about these devils and demons and these unclean spirits. So those are the fallen angels. But under this title, spirits, you must know they are of angelic beings. So I want you to, I want to give you a little insight on God's angels, his heavenly hosts, his army in heaven still, the ones that didn't follow Satan, the ones that didn't lose their place in heaven the ones that didn't lose their original purity the ones that didn't lose their place their first habitation let's go to Hebrews Hebrews the first chapter The 13th verse. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make your enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Let's go back up to verse 7. He says, And of the angels he said, Who make his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? And then verse 8, he says, But unto the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. So here we have the angels of heaven. He made Christ higher. And he told Christ, Sit thou on my right hand till I make your enemies thy, your footstool. And she... And he said about the angels in heaven, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be the heirs of salvation? You're an heir of salvation. Just like the angels minister to Jesus at certain times in his life, there are angels that minister to you. And these are spirits, but not the unclean ones. They haven't lost their original state. And he'll send them to minister. But let me tell you about them unclean spirits. The devil will send them to you too. Because he copies God. Let's go on with these, with God's angelic spirits. They're still in their original state. 
1 Corinthians 14. Verse I'm going to skip that for a moment. So we have in the Bible when it identifies spirits. Here we're talking about the unclean ones. But we also know that there are God's angels. In which next month we will be talking about them. And they're in their original state. We'll see how they are and how the Bible describes them. This first month, we went through these fallen angels, spirits of the Bible. So next month, we'll go through God's angels, his heavenly hosts that are still in their original state. Okay, so we have God's angels. We're going to stick with 14. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. Because you know angel means messenger. And so, as a messenger, I'm right now being a messenger for God. There are many messengers. And we have spirits too. And since we're talking about the word spirits, and we're not saying unclean spirits here, we're giving you the definition of what a spirit means. And angels are messengers of God. I just told you that from Hebrews, right? So there are times where you will have a messenger in human form. Now, I'm being God's messenger. So he says, uh, here it is the prophets prophesying. We're talking about prophecy here. In verse 14 it says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. So we have men with spirits as well. And this is about speaking in tongues. So if I pray in an unknown tongue, my understanding is unfruitful. Now it has to do with spirits. Now, let's go, let me back you up to chapter 13. Verse 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, See, men, as apostles or prophets, or if you have the gift of tongues which is given by the Holy Ghost in chapter 12, he says you can speak with the tongues of men and of angels. So, satanic, demonic devils, unclean spirits have a certain tongue. They can cause you to speak in their tongue. 
spirits, God's heavenly host, the ones in heaven that have not lost their first estate, they have a tongue, they are angelic beings, and the apostle Paul is letting us know, hey, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, Spirits speak through us. But those of us who have the gift of tongues, chapter 12, verse 10, there are diverse kinds of tongues. He just let us know angels, which are spirits, speak in a tongue. And we can speak in our own dialect in other men's dialect or we can speak in the tongues of angels now we have the spirit of god there you go the word spirit this is how it's aligning the spirit of god is not an unclean spirit though he's god's spirit and he we are baptized in his spirit It is a gift for divine service to speak in tongues. And what it does is edify the body of Christ. 14.4 says, But he that, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. So if I got the gift of tongues and I start going, you cannot understand me so I'm edifying my own self my spirit this is why I do not talk in tongues a lot when I'm preaching and teaching because I'm edifying myself until the word of prophecy come through me or through someone else and I'm going to show you why but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. So speaking in tongues will edify yourself and the church. But the tongues must be interpreted. So you have the gift of tongues, but the gift of interpretation too. This is what I'm telling you because of the Holy Spirit connecting with our spirit. We being baptized, we have this gift. And we're talking about spirits here. So I want you to understand. My spirit will pray. And as I'm praying, I'm edifying myself. But as I speak in these tongues and God begins to give me the interpretation, I'm edifying your spirit. So the Bible is describing to us under the term spirit, three different types. You have the fallen angels. You have the original angels in their first estate given by God that live in heaven. And you have man's spirit in which the Holy Ghost gives them the gift that connects with their spirit. 
And I want you to go to verse 32. It says, And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophet. So you must understand that when you're speaking prophecy, your word is being judged by another prophet. Your word is being judged. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. Your own spirit is subject. But you've got to understand that God keeps a check so that his church can be edified. That's why it's important. Here it is. If any man, verse 27, if any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or at most three, and by course, let one interpret. So if a prophet begins to speak in tongues, or if a man begins to speak in tongues, there must be an interpreter to prophet the body of Christ. Now, some can speak in tongues and they have the gift of interpretation. It, it can come along with it. But you've got to know within yourself, when are you beginning to interpret? Where it's edifying everybody and not just your own spirit. So if there be no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. Let the prophet speak two or three and let the other judge. And so here it is we have different spirits that God speak of in the Bible. We have the fallen angels, we have his heavenly host in their original state, and we have man's spirit who has connected with his spirit. Connecting with a different spirit, you know, they say that Sometimes people say men or women who speak in tongues, they have a devil. Not necessarily. They may have a falling, unclean spirit. But those of us who have connected with the spirit of God, we don't have a devil. We have the Holy Ghost. And that's what God promises. They are in the word of God. We, spirits can take over our being. They can possess us. And you want your possession to be the Spirit of God. Let's go to Mark, the fifth chapter. Mark, the fifth chapter. The first verse. And they came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Here it is, an another problem. What, what is wrong with these unclean spirits? They like to possess humans. God's angels do not possess you. They do not take possession of your body. The heavenly hosts, 
the ones that are in their original state, they may speak with you. They may minister to you. But there is nowhere in the Bible that God's holy angels enter into man. I haven't found it yet. And, and maybe somebody will correct me yet. But I still have yet to find only the Holy Ghost enter into man that belong to God. Unless they trying to curse God's people, then God will put his spirit on them for a season so that they won't curse but bless. So let's talk about these unclean spirits. We're getting into it. Mark the fifth chapter. 1 through 13. Now, I'm not going to read every verse. I just read verse 2. Now, let's let's go to verse 6. Because these unclean spirits, they just really like to talk. They like to talk when they meet you. Here, here's another one talking to Jesus. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. This is the man. And what, what was they causing? I got to read this part. He was causing the man. This man had been bound with fetters and chains. Chains he would pluck asunder. That means he would break the chains and set himself free. By the unclean spirit. And they were breaking to pieces. And none could tame the man. And he will cry night and day in the tombs and cut himself. This is the spirit that make you cut yourself. You know, we have people today, they cut themselves. And they give you all kinds of reasons why, except that one. Is it possible they have an unclean spirit? He is the spirit that causes someone to cut themselves. And if you don't have an unclean spirit, the Bible says in the Old Testament that when you wanted to get the attention of a false god, they would cut themselves. Satanic worship. All under the consolation of the dragon. The family of the dragon will cause you to harm yourself. And we need to be set free. Everybody that has a cut, know somebody that cuts themselves and hear this message. I need you to take this message to them. I need this message to get out. We've got to help those that are harming themselves by these unclean spirits and false Idol worship. So Mark the fifth chapter. So here go this unclean spirit. This, this man is cutting himself. He's causing him to do all kind of things. And he cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Now this is a real, <laughs> this spirit is always recognizing Jesus. Here he says, come on, they know. Son of the most high God, how in the world would he know? 
because he used to be in heaven. Remember, he's one of the ones that got cast out. He's a fallen angel. Have entered and possessed a man, causing him to do all kinds of harm and trouble to himself. For he said, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Jesus called him by name. He said, you're the unclean spirit. And then he asked him, what is your name? And he said to Jesus, my name is Legion, for we are many. Do you know what many mean? They were thousands of fallen demons, and he was the head. They are connected together inside this man. That's why he could break fetters. It made him so strong. But he, his name was Legion. And there were many. There were thousands. So I want you to understand. You know, people copy demons and fallen angels and they try to copy God today and they use a source some use astral projection they will be somewhere else and then they will astral project to where you are enter your body and cause you to do different things I want you to understand that there's a way of people manipulating you too. They will cause you to cut yourself. They will act the Bible out on you. And I want you to understand they're acting like these fallen angels. So the demons speak and they will speak through people. And so the demon is now beseeching Jesus in verse 10. Don't send us away out of the country. He says in verse 11. There were mountains of goat, great herd of swine. And all the devils besought him saying send us into the swine. So here it is. They knew that they had to listen to Christ. They had to listen to Jesus. The son of the most high God. He said. Don't send us out of the country. Send us. To the swine. That we may enter them. They need a host. Do not welcome these unclean spirits. Into your life. Or the men and women. That tried to control you. Through. Witchcraft and divination. In verse 13. And the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. So he was still in the man while they were having this conversation. And the man was saying please. Just not the man. The demons, the devil, the the devil legion, the unclean spirit was saying, "Hey, send us into the swine." So Jesus sent them into the swine. They needed another host. In 
in verse 15. And they came to Jesus. And they saw him without the man that was possessed with the devil. And had that legion sitting and clothed in his right mind. So here they have, don't misinterpret this scripture. They saw the man who was possessed with the devil known named Legion. They saw him sitting and clothed in his right mind and they were afraid. He was in his right mind now. No longer was he breaking fetters and chains, um, uh, cutting himself, crying out. He wasn't in the tombs. He, he was sitting at peace and at rest. He was sitting at peace and at rest. Let's go to Mark, the third chapter. I want you to understand the 11th verse. We're talking about unclean spirits. An unclean spirit, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, Thou art the Son of God. How is it that man won't confess that Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah is the Son of God, but these fallen angels, they get inside of men and they see him coming and say, Thou art the Son of God. What is it about them? That they have the aptitude to recognize the Son of God and man does not. And he straightway charged them that they should not make him known. The spirits back then knew Jesus. These unclean spirits, they were continually opening the person's mouth that they had possessed, calling him Son of the Most High God. Thou art the Son of God. I need you to recognize who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ isn't an unclean spirit. He is the one that had control of the spirits that can cast the demon out, the devil out. He's not the leader of the demons. Let's go to Mark, the seventh chapter. The 25th verse. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devils out of her daughter. But Jesus said unto her, Let the children first be filled, for it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it unto dogs. And she answered and said unto him, Yes, Lord. Yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. And he said unto her, For this saying, go thy way, the devil is gone out of thy daughter. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out, and her daughter laid upon the bed. 
Let's go back up to 25. It says, For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. She was Greek, a Syrophoenician by nature. And she went to get the demon cast out. And some people take offense at this particular scripture. Talking about the Gentile woman. And they take offense at this one. This verse right here. Let the children first be filled. For it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it unto dogs. Many people would have walked away from Jesus with that type of speech. Because they take offense. But I want you to understand what the mind of the woman was. She said unto him, yes, Lord. Yet the dogs under the table eat of the children's crumbs. So instead of taking offense, her response was a faith. She didn't take offense. She wanted her daughter to be freed of this spirit. And he said, for this saying, because of what you said, do you know what he said to other people? Thy faith hath made thee whole. He said to her in other words, for this saying, because you did not take offense, because you said, yay, I'm calling you Lord, and I understand that they may be first, but we can take of the crumbs. If you can heal them, then I know you can heal me. And although you healing them first, I know I can come in alignment. I want you to understand. For this saying, go thy way. The devil is gone out of your daughter. He said, listen, you are calling me Lord. You have faith in a man that you shouldn't even be talking to. You have this faith that my own people don't have. The children that's supposed to be eating of the crumbs. I mean, eating off the bread. Who's supposed to be feasting off the table. She's giving, they're getting the crumbs. And because of it, the daughter was healed. If you're listening to this message today, and you are not saved, I want you to know you are like the Syrophoenician woman. Don't take offense. Get your healing. Get your deliverance. God is talking to you. And he wants them spirits out of you. Go that way. She didn't get offended. 
She said, my daughter is vexed with a spirit. This unclean spirit is causing problems in people's lives. He's saying, no, because of your faith, because you believe I'm going to straighten out your situation. You might not be one of mine, but because you listen in faith, um, I dealt with and I'm dealing with the situation. He's saying, and then the devil, the devil, she wasn't even home yet. And the devil was gone. The girl was laying in the bed. Her daughter was laying in the bed because of her faith and not offense. She didn't take offense at what he was saying. Matthew, the 15th chapter. The 22nd verse. And it's getting close to time. We'll have a part two next week. Matthew, the 15th chapter. aren't we yeah and I'm saying next month mm -hmm. amen prophetess well it's gonna take as long as it's gonna take to get through the spirits of the Bible part one so here we have Matthew 15 Verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Now, this is another woman. We spoke of the men. Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. Oh, it's the same woman. It's just from Matthew's perspective. We looked from Mark's. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. This Matthew said, Jesus said this to her. I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It's the same thing as, as Mark said. Then came she and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. And then here she is. It is not, and Jesus says, it is not me to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. He said, listen, I cannot help you right now. And you can hear how it can be offensive. But look at the woman's faith. This is what, sometimes I think God might say something to challenge us to see where our heart really is. But then she said, that's true, Lord. 
because she might have had a pet. And you know you feed your, your kids first before you feed the dog. And the dog is sitting right at the table waiting for the child to drop something on the floor. She said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And I'm recognizing you as the master. He said, she said, truth, Lord. Oh, woman, great is thy faith. Didn't I tell you it was about faith? She wanted her daughter free. She wanted help for her daughter. And this is what happened. He says, great is your faith. Be it unto you even as you asked. And the devil was gone out. She was made whole from that very hour. They were vexed. And in this, I want you to understand vexed in this scripture. Remember the first time they was harassed from the outside. Vexed here. The woman is saying in verse 22, vexed with a devil. It means possessed by a demon or having a demon. In this sense, you are exercised by that demon. In other words, they're using you. Do you really want this unclean spirit vexing you? Whether it be from the outside or inward possession? No, you don't. If you don't want it for you, you don't want it for your family. These women, this woman, this Syrophoenician woman, this Gentile woman, wait a minute, she was Greek, Syrophoenician. This woman was of Canaan. In the coast of Tyre and Sidon. He saw both their faith. They had the same situation if they were not the same woman. And he handles everybody's situation that come to him in faith. It's faith that gets you freed from these unclean spirits. It's faith that God will work out your situation. It's faith And I want you to know today that God wants to deliver us, to set us free. If we will not take offense, but take heed to his word. We have to take heed. And we have to believe and trust that he's going to handle it. I want you to know one thing about casting out spirits and being healed from spirits. Sometimes it don't happen all at once. And this is according to the Bible. Some people got healed immediately. Some people got healed as they went. And did what the prophet or Jesus or the apostles told them to do. It some took time. But it happens. And I want you to know today. Christ has given us an understanding of unclean spirits. 
And he said, if you have the faith to believe, I will rid that spirit from you. I will rid that spirit from your family. I will rid those unclean spirits. And even as Jesus' authority in his word, they knew who he was, they will know who you are. And I want you to understand that God loves you. And the messages like this don't come every day. And so now let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. And right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person that is possessed or vexed by this spirit of uncleanliness. This unclean spirit, this demon devil that causes people to harm themselves, that causes them to be stronger than any normal man. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they be loosed from that spirit right now. That that unclean spirit come out of the man or the woman in the name of Jesus Christ. And let them know that their faith had made them whole because they have listened to the messenger of God that has teached, taught them and let them know that these unclean spirits are not of God and they're not of men, but they come to vex them and take possession of their bodies. Bring deliverance to that house, to that man or that woman, that child, that boy or girl. Bring deliverance right now, God, as they listen to this message in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Most High God, the true and living God, the potentate King that liveth forever and ever. Amen and amen.